Today is Wednesday, December 13th. I want to wish my daughter, Sierra, a very happy birthday. And we are going to be talking today about seven strategies for spiritual warfare, for victory on the battlefield. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So a couple things that are going on in the world around us today. First of all, can I just say I am uh, I'm having a quiet Christmas. I'm having a quiet Christmas. I'm kind of coming down off of a season of having lots of people uh, living in my house and just sort of, uh, I have a book deadline right now. I'm working on a really, really, really wonderful project. I think you guys are going to love it, which will be out. It'll actually be out uh, probably late next summer, but really it's had me in the word a lot and I'm learning a lot about spiritual warfare and it's really got me fired up. And I'm hopeful that you guys are going to be encouraged because God has something really exciting for his people. I keep hearing about, you know, the the struggles that we're facing in the political realm, the struggles that we're facing. Certainly there's a lot of sin being exposed right now in Hollywood and in leadership circles, but I think that God has a, a plan for this generation. And like I've told you before, uh, my heart is on fire for parents, especially in the culture right now, because I believe that you've been given an awesome opportunity to train your children in righteousness and to train them to engage the enemy of their soul. So uh, one of the ways that I do that over here is by uh, our scripture writing challenge. We're obviously on day 13 of the December scripture writing challenge. I hope you guys will check that out. You can uh, sign up for it. It's free at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. And also want to just encourage you to check out Mom Strong International. In just a few days on December 20th, we're going to roll out the beta version of that. So we're going to open it up so that you can see what's going on. There's a new Bible study that I am doing that will start on January 1st. It's going to include something for you to do every single day. So Monday through Friday. So basically, um, it's it's a it's a chance for you to dig into the word of God with me. Not enough to overwhelm you, but enough to make it a consistent practice that you have of getting in the word every single day. And I'm hoping that you'll do that with your children. So we're gonna include uh, little conversation starters for moms in every season of life, even for grandmothers. So basically, if you have influence in the life of a child, uh, this study is for you. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. Like I said, we're gonna roll that out on December 20th with the beta version. And if you sign up for the beta version, you will be locked into that introductory price, which is probably going to be half of what it actually end, will end up being. Uh, you'll be locked into that forever. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. And I will announce it as we get closer to the 20th uh, of the actual rollout day. I think you guys are going to be really excited. Wanted to let you know, too, that the MomStrong Conference is coming up. I'm getting ready to travel to Sparta, New Jersey for the MomStrong Conference. I am so excited to be back there. This will be my second time in Sparta. We had a great time uh, the last time that I took the conference there, and I know that you are going to be encouraged. So bring your women's group, bring your pastor's wife, bring your friends, bring your sisters, bring your mother. Uh, come on out because it's a weekend. I promise you it's going to change your life. I'll be in uh, Sparta, New Jersey on the 5th and 6th of January, and then I'm going to hop over to Dayton, Ohio on the 2nd and 3rd of February. So those are the first two MomStrong conferences of the year. And then I will be in Florida. So the 16th and 17th of February, because honestly, who doesn't want to be in Florida in February? <laughs> so if you are, uh, we're going to be near Tampa. If you are in that area, come on out for the MomStrong conference in Florida. 
Uh, tickets are on sale right now and you want to grab those tickets before the prices go up. So you can check that out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash event, or you just Google the MomStrong Conference uh, and I'm sure it will come up too. All right. So today I want to talk a little bit about spiritual warfare because we see what's going on in the culture around us, right? And I think it's sort of, uh, I think it's sad really how many Christians live their born again lives. Like we're, we're born again. When we accepted Jesus, as our savior, uh, the Bible teaches us that we were born again. And oftentimes I think we live that life, uh, that born again life without truly knowing the power that's available to us through the shed blood of Jesus. So it's like uh, being exposed to radiation in your profession only because you didn't know there was a way to avoid it. Like, you know, let's say you're an x-ray technician and you work uh, and you work in the field and you people come in all day long and no one ever told you to stand behind uh, that little wall so that you wouldn't be exposed to radiation. It's like living a life of fear because you never realized that Jesus came to cast out fear. So the Bible says in 1 John 4, verse 4, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And for all of our talk of spiritual battles, and you know, you guys have heard me for years now talking about this on the podcast, the spiritual battle that we are in, which, which by the way, uh, is real. And the enemy is real. I sometimes hear Christians making light of the enemy. Like, you know, wow, Satan's really having a heyday with me, you know, this 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 week or whatever. And actually, I've actually said the same thing. <laughs> but I think it's because we forget that the enemy that we are uh that we are facing is real. And the devil is real and he is a formidable adversary. The Bible teaches us in Ephesians 6 that the battle that we fight is not a physical battle. Ephesians 6, verse 11 and 12 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And I think we need to recognize that that evil is real, but at the same time we recognize that the evil is real, we learn to be on guard against it instead of living in fear. First Peter 5, 8 says, be self-controlled, be on the alert, right? Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And instead of being afraid and timid, the Bible teaches us that the opposite is true in the life of a believer. Believers don't run. Believers stand. In James 4, 7, we're instructed to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil. And then what happens when we do that? He will flee from you. He'll flee from you. Now, remember I was talking about, um, you know, learning to uh, resist the devil. And I'm going to teach you today a little bit about what it looks like to exercise the authority that you've been given in Christ. You haven't been given authority on your own, by the way. The authority is given to you through Christ. But before we talk about how you've been given authority over Satan, I want to remind you not to speak contemptuously of the devil. Jude, the book of Jude Chapter one, verses eight and nine says, in the very same way, these dreamers pollute their own bodies, reject authority and slander celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but instead said, the Lord rebuke you. So this is a serious deal. When we're talking about the devil, he's not someone to be toyed with. It's one of the reasons why I just, I can't stand uh, Halloween. It's not because I think you guys are sinning if you take your kids trick-or-treating. It's because the occult is real. 
the enemy is real. And I think we need to live with the knowledge that the warfare that we are uh, called to engage in is real. And for all our talk of spiritual battles, I wonder if we know how to live into the authority that God has given us in Christ. So by live into something, I mean lean hard and rest in your leaning. So it's like, it's like you remember the game that we used to play when we were in, uh, in grade school? And actually, we did these trust exercises uh, very early on in our, mar- in our marriage. I hate them. You know, where you're supposed to stand on the end, you're supposed to fall back, and the person who's behind you is supposed to catch you, right? And uh, raise your hand if you ever got um, fell on your tailbone, <laughs> because I did, right? But by leaning into something, I mean to lean hard and then rest in the leaning. Why can we rest as we lean into God? Because we we can be, through the shed blood of Jesus, unafraid that the one we are leaning on, who is Christ, is going to give way. That makes us safe. It says we can be secure. You see, you can't lean hard into something unless you trust that it's going to hold you up. So we can lean on Christ. The Bible says that he will not change, that he will always be there, that he never sleeps and never slumbers. And because we believe that's true, we can find rest in the middle of the fiercest battle. When we truly understand who God is, that God is God, and it's not us who's fighting this battle ourselves, but it's him who's fighting on our behalf on the battlefield that we read about in the Bible, there is a strength and a courage that comes along with that. So where do we start? Where do we, how, to, how do we engage an adversary as powerful and as formidable as Satan? Well, like anything, we got to start with a plan. And as Christians, we have been given the authority to engage our enemy in the name of God's son. And every successful plan starts with a strategy. So uh, for, uh, for goodness sake, um, if, I, if I start my day out without a strategy, whenever I head into my day without a plan, usually one of two things ends up happening to me. I'm, I'm one, disappointed because I didn't get the thing done that I wanted to get done. Or two, I just get flat out defeated, <laughs> Right. Right. Moment of silence for any of you guys who didn't have a plan and you end up disappointed or defeated at the end of the day. It's no fun, right? It's no fun to make it to the end of the day and feel the sting of regret. That regret that you had this plan that you didn't do it, or you knew you were supposed to get the war or if you're like me, you know, I I set out and I think I'm gonna homeschool a sailor today and I'm gonna give her my undivided attention and then Facebook sucks me into the bottomless pit uh, that is the internet. And three and a half hours go by, and I've only done two lessons of math with her. Why? Because she's off playing puzzles in the corner, and I got distracted. I didn't stick to the plan. So we need to have the same attitude when we go and engage in, the, in battle with the enemy of our soul. And here's the cool thing, you guys. We are assured the victory. We know uh, that, that God is destined to win this thing. There was a song out. I can't remember, Jay, in the 80s you know, destined to win. You remember that? Like it was DeGarmo and Key or somebody like that. I should look, you guys should Google. It's a great song. I loved it. Uh, anyway, we learn that, we, that we're destined to win and we know that. But in the meantime, while we live here in this broken, fallen world, there are going to be times of testing. And if we want the testimony that comes after the test, we've got to have a strategy in place. So if you want victory, I'm going to give you seven strategies of spiritual warfare and I'm going to help you as you walk through the valleys of this of this life. So I want you to think with me for just a minute. Do you have a child who's struggling with temptation or sin? Are you struggling 
uh, with temptation. That's that's how the enemy really, I mean, hello, uh, Garden of Eden, anyone? That's what he's been doing since the dawn of time. He tempts us. God doesn't do it. The devil does it. And we need to come before the Lord in prayer and arm ourselves daily with spiritual strategies for warfare. And so you guys know me. I've been, um, I love an acrostic. I do. I'm not going to lie. I think that might have been the first clue that I was going to be a homeschool mom. I love alliteration. <laughs> and so I made an acrostic for you. And if you've got a pen or, or a pencil, uh, get it out because I'm going to give you seven keys to victory. And when you're when you're done with my little seven keys, is going to actually spell out the word victory. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so you can grab a pencil and or if you're in your car, don't don't grab a pencil. Uh, come back and I'm actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put these in the show notes for you today. I'll make a little graphic for you because I think this is really important. There are strategies of spiritual warfare. And like any good soldier, we want to have a strategy when we go to war. So when you get on the battlefield, you know, okay, here's my plan. So here's the first one. Are you ready? It's V is vigilantly keep watch. That's what we're reading about, right? In 1 Peter 5, 8, that we have an adversary. The Bible says, be on the alert. Be aware. Don't sleep. Don't be caught sleeping un, unarmed and unready. We are called to vigilantly keep watch, to recognize that we have a powerful adversary who should not be underestimated. I is for insist on praise. Listen, you guys, praise is like kryptonite to the devil. So no matter what happens in your life, no matter what news you get today, no matter what goes wrong, no matter what is frustrating you, affirm the goodness of God. In James 1, we read that we should consider it pure joy when we are called into various trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces perseverance. That's what we want, right? And we want to be, we want to praise the Lord. Uh, Russ Taff, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm going back to the 80s in my music. I'm pretty soon I'm going to start singing some St. John songs just for Jay. But when we go uh, back to praising the Lord in the midst of our trial, the Bible says that there's a blessing in it. Right, that song says, now Satan is a liar and he wants us to believe that we are paupers when he knows himself we're children of the king. So lift up the mighty shield of faith for the battle must be won. We know that Jesus Christ is risen so the work's already done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what the Bible says to do. There is strength when you do that. And the enemy cannot stand against you as you praise the Lord. See, claim the higher ground. That means stay on the narrow road. How do we do that? We do that by doing what is right. We do that by doing what is right. We can find it in Galatians 6, 9, what the Bible says we are called to do. Claim the higher ground. Don't give the enemy the opportunity to worm his wicked way into your life because you are stuck in a mire of sin. Stay on the narrow road. T, take up the armor of God. Listen, it's not enough to know what the armor is. We all know it, right? The shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, put, put the, put the uh, shoes of the gospel of peace. We all know that stuff. It's not enough just to know it. You got to put it on. You put it on every day through prayer. Spend some time with the Lord. Be in his word. Oh, own your own sin. Wah, wah. Listen, we're never going to be victorious if we harbor unconfessed sin. Don't believe me? Read 2 Corinthians 7, verses 9 and 10. Our rest in the goodness of God's plan. Listen, he is always, ever, only good. I think sometimes we forget how good God is. 
I think we can we can see the struggles. I mean, certainly we went through this. I talked about this a lot when when I, my nephew was in the, that car accident, that the first thing that we do is doubt the goodness of God. The first thing that we can that we do is go, Lord, where are you? This is what David did, right? This is what David did when he was struggling. He's like, Lord, where are you? But the Bible says that God is good. He's good all the time. And no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in, the Bible says we can praise the Lord and know that he is good. In Psalm 145, we read, all, well, first of all, Psalm 149 talks about singing a new song to the Lord. So I was gonna tell you about that. So that's a great one. If you if you need to learn how to praise uh, praise the Lord today, but the Bible says in Psalm 145, this is also a Psalm of David, that the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. And what is our what is our a reply to knowing this? Well, David goes on to say in verse 10 that all our works praise the Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. Why? So that all people may know your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. You know, I've been uh, teaching a mom strong Bible study group uh, here in Vancouver, Washington at the Homeschool Resource Center, which by the way, if you haven't looked it up yet, you should check it out. Just Google Homeschool Resource Center, Vancouver, Washington. God's doing amazing things uh, there as we are we are seeking to declare his goodness to every student and every family that walks through that door to recognize that creation literally speaks the name of its creator. But we want to we want to come back to this idea that we praise the Lord. And as I was uh, speaking to the women last week in the Bible study, um, I said, you know, we should make the hashtag so that because it's all over the Bible, right? If you go to the book of Titus, it says that it tells what women should be doing, that we shouldn't be slanderers or drunk. We should be uh, we should be busy at home. We should be loving our husbands. Why? So that no one will line the word of God. And anytime you see those two words, so that, pay close attention because the psalmist is saying the same thing. He's saying, they tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. Why? So that all people might know of your mighty acts. That's the God that we serve. So remember, he's always, ever, only good. And finally, why is for yield, yield your will. What this means is to walk in obedience. And just like children, must yield to their parents' loving discipline, we also should yield to God's correction. We are to walk in obedience before the Lord. God has good things for you. He has victory for you over sin and victory over Satan. And it's not because of anything you've done. It's not because of anything I've done. It's because of God's love that he sent his son, Jesus. And this is what Christmas is about, right? Our pastor said last week that we we often hear, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. And yes, he's the focus of the season, but we are the reason for the season. God sent his son so that no one should perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe in the goodness and the authority of God, can I just encourage you to walk in that victory today? Lean into it. Lean into the authority that God has given you through his son, Jesus Christ. And when you lean into it, Remember that God has assured you of the victory. He is going to win this thing. I want to thank you guys for listening today and remind you again that uh, there's some really awesome things coming up. Please check out the MomStrong Conference. Bring your Bibles, bring your friends. We are going to have a hoot and hollering good time. Also want to let you know that my friends over at the Institute for Excellence in Writing 
are are getting ready to do their awesome 12 days of Christmas giving, where each day from December 26th to January 6th, they're going to give you an opportunity to claim a free gift from IEW. So don't miss it. Check it out at IEW.com. I'm going to come back on Friday and sort of continue talking a little bit about spiritual warfare and in hopes that you guys are going to be encouraged in what God is doing in your life. So uh, make sure that your friends know that we're doing this podcast, share it on social media. Shoot me an email if you would like your question addressed at Mailbox Monday, and I will see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.